Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Shots, 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 shots. Yeah, the Ducks are allowing all the shots. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going? It is a, it's going to end up being a late Wednesday episode drop, but I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. Please follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And we've got a bit to talk about on this episode. Uh, Today's going to be all about the Ducks. Tomorrow is Goals Thursday. So for those of you San Diegans, watch out for that episode to drop. All right, so let's talk about what happened yesterday in Edmonton. It was a eh show. If you're a Ducks fan, it was a show in the fact that they gave up not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six. The worst part about it, the Ducks had the lead. They had, believe it or not, they had the game, had, 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 had the game under control until the end because Ducks. Yeah, no other reason, just because Ducks. And guess who struck? Leon Dreisaitl and some guy named Connor McDavid again. Leon Dreisaitl had two goals and two assists on this one. He was masterful on this game. But before we get to that, there was some news before yesterday's game that I will get to right now. And that is injuries. Max Jones has the nebulous upper body injury. And Mason McTavish has the just as nebulous lower body injury. They're both placed on injured reserve. Oy, here we go already. Already two injuries, already two players on IR. Who knows how long they're going to be there. So guess who slots in? The elite one seed Derek Grant and Sam Steele? Sam Steele had been healthy scratch the previous three games. So Sam Steele finally gets his chance. I know some... Fans, some experts are saying Sam Steele is going to be the odd one out. He's probably only going to have a few goals this season. It's going to be a long road. (laughs) Sam Steele proved the doubters wrong on this one because he had himself a game in Edmonton. Not just a game, a freaking game. First off, guess who finally got off the schneid and got his first point of the season? Finally, Trevor Zegras. Got the primary assist to Kevin Shattenkirk. See, even someone like Trevor Zegras can make Kevin Shattenkirk look really good. But I'll talk more about him later. So Shatty got things going one nothing, And then Edmonton came alive. Cashing scored. Connor McDavid scored because, of course. And then Sam Steele. Sam Steele with a nice, nice shot. Um, he was finding himself along the slot quite a bit during this game. I think what I liked about Steele's game is he's built up a little bit of strength and just enough where he can get to those areas to get a good shot. And honestly, that's the kind of stuff that we want to see from Sam Steele. And not only that, but he's winning face-offs. He's winning important face-offs, more importantly. And the shots on goal. He had two shots on goal. He scored twice. So his shooting percentage right now in this season is 100%. 
he's 100% on faceoffs, 100% on shot attempts. Because he did it again in the second period after a Nick Deloria goal. Sam still got his second goal of the game. He scored two of them. That proved everybody wrong. Two goals in one game in only 11 minutes. And that made it 4-3 Anaheim. The second period, the Ducks actually kind of had control of the game. They had a lot of control of the puck for about 10 minutes. And then Edmonton started doing their thing. Started shooting and shooting and shooting some more. They shot so much that they ended up outshooting the Ducks 18 to 12 in that second period. And all of a sudden, Edmonton starting to get some of the momentum going into the locker room. And if not for a Kevin Shattenkirk high stick, the Ducks may have held control, but that high stick was a costly one because Zach Cashian on the power play made it a 4-4 tie. And I want to address something really quick. The Ducks have taken a lot of penalties already this season. They allowed six power plays against the Edmonton Oilers. Do you know how good of a power play they have? They were one of the top-ranked power play teams in all of hockey last season. And to give this team an opportunity again, you think they're going to score in six opportunities? Yes. You think they'll do it multiple times? Yes, they did it twice. Two for six on the power play were the Oilers. The Ducks were just, they were getting closer and closer to getting burned. And eventually they did. And that really changed the momentum of the entire game. That high sticking call just put all the momentum on Edmonton's side. And that pretty much did it. And of course, Adam Henrique, he also got a high sticking call. So the Ducks really couldn't get control of the puck for quite a bit of the third. Until the very end, when the Ducks pulled their goalie, which, by the way, poor Anthony Stolarz is getting the short end of the stick on this one. Both times the Ducks have lost, Stolarz has been on net, but it's not his fault. Stolarz is a great goalie. In fact, he kept the Ducks in the game against Minnesota. He kept them in it last Friday. If not for a last-second blunder, then Anthony Stolarz would have at least given the Ducks a point on that game, and they would have five points over four games. But no, four settings points, four games. The Ducks wind up losing six to four, sorry, six to five. Ouch. It may as well have been six to four because Shattenkirk did get a late goal to try to bring the Ducks closer, and they did. So there was that frenzy towards the end. So Shattenkirk, he got a couple of, yeah, he got a couple of them. Kevin Shattenkirk, Sam Steele got a couple of them. Weren't these two players that a lot of people were saying that they weren't going to amount to a whole lot this season? I'll admit I was one of them that I said it might not be a good year for Kevin Shattenkirk. Sam Steele could be the odd man out. And Jakob Silverberg, three apples. Lundestrom, two apples. And Troy Terry, who I predicted is going to have a breakout season. He had two apples already. So what's going on? Why are the Ducks still losing these kind of games? Defense. Shots allowed. You know, I have some stats about this that are going to blow your mind. And we'll talk about this after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. And they've got some new flavors coming out. And once again, special thanks out to Built Bar for sending us some samples of their newest Built Bar flavor, Blueberry Muffin. I gotta admit, 
It tasted pretty good. So if you want to try out any of these new flavors, such as blueberry muffin, which really does kind of taste like a blueberry muffin, then head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, we're going to talk about shots, 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 and go over some funzy stats about shots. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to have some fun, or maybe not so much fun with stats. If you're a Ducks fan, you might want to turn away from this because it's going to get ugly, and you're just going to reminisce about past Duck season because that's all that, you know, that that's all we have. Just past Duck seasons when they were good, back when they were winning division titles. Nowadays, it is a complete 180. And I will just say this right now. There's a saying in basketball that defense wins championships. In fact, there's a saying across several sports. Defense wins championships. Defense wins championships. We've heard this several times over. Is this a completely true statement? I believe so. I believe that defense, in fact, does win championships. It helped the Ducks win a championship in 2007 when they boasted one of the best defenses in the entire NHL. Yeah, people forget about that. I'll, I'll address that in a second. Let's talk about shots, 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 shots. I'm sure you guys have noticed the shot counter against the Minnesota Wild and the Calgary Flames and even Edmonton, where the Ducks have been outshot. In fact, the Ducks have been outshot all four games so far this season. They were outshot against Winnipeg, 34-22. They were outshot against Minnesota, 43-29. They were outshot against Calgary, 43-27. They were outshot against Edmonton, only 37-36. So that one's not so bad. But they're still allowing a plethora of shots. It's really bad. So let's start with the obvious. They've allowed 40-plus shots already twice this season in four games. Now, if you think that sounds bad, it really is. But has it always been this bad? Uh, Not entirely. Let's go back to last season. In 50-plus games, the Ducks only allowed 40-plus shots only, only four times. Of course, it didn't help that they were only shooting the puck about 20-something times themselves. So while they weren't giving up a whole lot of shots... They weren't taking that much either, but they were taking so few shots and there were so few high danger chances that it really didn't matter. Don't forget, this is a Ducks team that was dead last in scoring and was dead last in power play percentage. In fact, they boasted one of the worst power plays in NHL history, not just in the year, not just decade, NHL history. That's how bad it was. So just because their defense was at least somewhat tolerable last season, it doesn't excuse the fact that their offense was that piss poor. Okay, so only four such games where they allowed 40 plus shots. How about prior years? Okay, uh, Ducks fans, this is where the pain begins. I'm going to say this one more time. If you don't want to hear these stats, either pause and jump ahead about four minutes 
or turn away or mute it because <laughs> it's going to get really ugly, but you're going to learn something here. Okay, you're ready for this? All right. So the 19, I'm oh, sorry, the 2019 2020 season, there were nine games where they allowed 40 or more shots. Nine such games. So, so far this season, it's been against Minnesota and Calgary. Last season, like I said, it only happened four times. Do you remember who those four opponents are? Well, it's a 50-50 shot because they played seven other teams, and you could guess which teams they were. Yeah, it was Vegas, Colorado, San Jose somehow, and the St. Louis Blues. Remember that game against San Jose where they were outshot 46-21? to Remember that one? And somehow... The Ducks wound up winning four to nothing. Remember that was that was the shutout game. That was the Stoli shutout against the San Jose Sharks. Four nothing. Even though he saw forty six shots. <laughs> oh man! Then the forty shots allowed game was against St. Louis. They won three to two. But the other two, they were just horrendous. They were outshot forty eight to fifteen against Colorado. Yeah, they got killed. Colorado won that game and then they got shut out. They got blanked by Vegas for nothing. They were <laughs> they were outshot 51 to 16. <laughs> 51 to 16. God, that's bad. That's horrendous. And then going back to the 1920 season, it was almost as bad. They had nine such occurrences where they allowed 40 or more shots. And the worst of them was a 5-2 drubbing against da 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 the Vegas Golden Knights. They were outshot by Vegas 50 to 15 and Vegas won that game 5 to 2. Oh, by the way, another moment. Vegas outshot the Ducks on New Year's Eve 2019. They were outshot 44 to 28 and they lost by the score of guess what? 5 to 2 again. Maybe it's just Vegas. <laughs> no, it's not just Vegas because they did that against Calgary, against the Kings. So maybe it's just... Oh, and Winnipeg. So maybe it's certain opponents across their history? I don't think so. Let's really get to some ugly stats here. 2018-2019. There were 14, count them, 14 occurrences where the Ducks allowed 40 or more shots. In fact, they were the seventh worst in that stat. The only teams that gave up more shots per game were the Ottawa Senators, the Chicago Blackhawks, the New York Rangers, the Red Wings, the Jets, and Pittsburgh. The difference with Pittsburgh and Winnipeg is they had stellar goaltending and they scored a lot, which is why they were okay in the standings. But for the Ducks to have 14 cases where that happened, yeesh, it was ugly. And of course... Some of those were against Vegas once again. Okay, so they allowed 40 shots on goal 14 times. Surely it couldn't have been worse than that, right? <laughs> You're wrong. The previous season, 2017-2018, that's when things started to take a turn. Yeah, they did that 16 times. 16 times. The Ducks allowed... 40 or more shots. 16 times. That's ridiculous. And guess who was one of those teams that did it against them that season? I'll let you wait 
Think about it for about two seconds. Have you thought about it? Yeah, it should be obvious by now that I've said this team several times already. Yeah, this happens against Vegas a couple times that season. Vegas's first season in the National Hockey League. Yay. Great. They also did it against the Sharks. Yeah, um, November 22nd, 2017. One of the first meetings between Vegas and Anaheim. They were outshot 49-19 and lost 4-2. So this is not just an isolated. This is a pattern. And it is against some of these elite teams like Vegas. See, it all started once Vegas came into the league. I mean, it's not just that. There has been a defensive change in philosophy. This is really when the Ducks began to... Um, I will I will say this kindly. This is when they have begun to falter. Because before 2017-2018, they were at least winning playoff games. The Ducks have not won a playoff game since the 2017 season. Because if you recall that 17-18 season, they got promptly swept by the San Jose Sharks. Yeah. That's when it started to take a turn, was 2017-2018. Defensive changes, personnel changed, and all of a sudden, you had this makeshift patchwork defense that just hasn't been working. And I looked at some of the previous years, you know, 17, 16, 15, 14, when they were winning division titles, they were allowing these 40-plus shot games two times a season. Three times a season. They were among one of the best defensive teams in the league. And they were winning division championships left and right. So when you say division wins championships, this is a prime example. 40 shots allowed is not going to cut it. Getting outshot every game, allowing high danger chances. I haven't even got to high danger. I want to save that for another show and really go in depth. Because I feel like if I do some more research... I can pull out some more just fun stats. But that is your fun stat for this episode. Talking about the immense amount of shots the Ducks are taking. Which leads to the immense amount of pressure for one, John Gibson. You got to feel bad for John Gibson. He's seen all these shots time in and time out. I mean, the Ducks were the sixth worst in that stat in 2017-2018. The Islanders, Rangers, Florida, Toronto, and Colorado. They were worse. But poor John Gibson. He's taken so many shots against him. I just feel bad for him. The Ducks owe him all the steak dinners in the world. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that stat. Oh, one more kind of funsy stat. The year that they won it in 2007... They were one of the best defensive teams. They only allowed 27.4 shots per game. That's how many they allowed. That was the fifth best in the league. Yes, the Ducks were best at something, or fifth best. Quite good. They were doing well on shots. They were doing well on goal scoring. They scored 3.1 goals per game. They only allowed 2.4 goals per game. So they had a stellar defense. Remember when the Ducks had a stellar defense and they were in the top 10 in defense? They were in the top 5 in defense, in fact. So I'm going to say this again. Defense wins championships. 
Defense certainly helped win that championship for the Anaheim Ducks in 2007. So yes, we could talk about the goal scoring all we want, but maybe focus on the defense just a little bit and see how far the Anaheim Ducks can go. All right, hopefully they don't allow 40 shots again on Thursday. Uh, We'll see how that goes. All right, I've been blabbering for a while. I've been giving some stats. Let's take a break. Let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Baseball's in full swing. The championship series are going on. How about that comeback by the Dodgers? Oh, man. And we also have the NBA starting. Oh, poor Lakers. But also the Milwaukee Bucks trying to repeat as champions. The NFL's on. And of course, the National Hockey League. Can the Tampa Bay Lightning three-peat? If you want to place a bet on all that, head over to betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, please gamble responsibly. I jokingly said, don't bet on the Buffalo Sabres, but they're 3-0. They have the best record in the National Hockey League. Just for the record, the Buffalo Sabres have won three games in a row. They didn't win three games in a row at all last season. The first, This is the first time they've won three in a row since February of 2020. There's another fun little stat for you guys. All right, we're way over time. We're going to head to a break. So after the intermission, we're going to heap some praise to Kevin Shattenkirk. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I realized that I went way over on the last segment. So we'll keep this one a little bit short. But first off, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Ducks your first listen of the day or your last listen of the night because it's a late night episode for Wednesday. So once again, thank you all for listening. It is greatly appreciated. So let's talk about Kevin Shattenkirk a little bit. First, we have to heap some congratulations to Kevin Shattenkirk because he had himself a pretty freaking good offseason. How good of an offseason? Apparently, he worked out a lot this offseason, worked really hard to try to get back into good shape. And yes, he's he realized that he had an offseason last year and he worked his butt off to try to get back to the kind of plain shape that he was in before. And it's really hard to do at age 33, but Kevin Shattenkirk is showing that you can turn back time. Last season with the Anaheim Ducks, he only had two goals and 13 assists for 15 points in a largely disappointing season that led some writers to write him off this season and to say that the Ducks were overpaying him. This season, maybe not so much. Four, in only four games, he's already surpassed his goal total from last season. He's already got three goals and two assists for five points. So I will come out and say it right now. I was one of those that wrote him off a little bit. I was wrong. I was wrong to write him off. 
So this is kind of my formal apology. My apologies for writing him off like this right away. Shattenkirk is trying to prove all the doubters wrong. That he still has a little bit left in him. And he's showing it. So when I say let the kids play. Maybe Shattenkirk is finally back to his prime form. But I also thought about this. The end of the 2020 season. You know after the Lightning left the bubble. Shattenkirk played a lot of those playoff games. And he played some heavy minutes in those playoff games. So he did not have a long break. In fact, he had a very short break and then the Ducks signed him in that off season. And then just a couple months later, he was there playing with the Ducks. So he didn't have a lot of time off. And I bet fatigue played a big factor in this. So for him to already have five points this season, I think is doing great for him. But also I look at his expected goals and also some of his defense. Yes, there's been a couple of lapses here and there. Uh, he was on the ice when the Ducks allowed that critical goal against the Minnesota Wild. So there's that. But he's also been on the ice for a couple of those power play goals. And in fact, Shattenkirk's quarterbacking of the power play has looked much, much better than in even the previous three or four seasons. This looks even better than his quarterback in the power play in New York. Because I remember a couple of games with the Rangers where he would just let a puck go into the neutral zone once he got it at the point. And this happened more often than not, which is partially why the Rangers shipped him off to Tampa Bay. And he was good about that with Tampa Bay. But New York, I remember some occasions where he would just not do well on the power play. So maybe the amount of rest he got this season probably helps because he hasn't really played since May. Had a nice long summer to actually rest, recuperate, work out, and just get himself right as far as offense and defense. So yeah, going to give a little bit of praise to Kevin Shattenkirk. Hopefully he keeps this up and hopefully this is a catalyst for things to come. Because if nothing else, even if the Ducks don't make the playoffs this year, they could at least be a fun team to watch. And if Kevin Shattenkirk can show that he has something left in him, then maybe the Ducks won't be so horrible this season. In fact, they might be more fun to watch than we think, and they won't be so boring. So there you go. Kevin Shattenkirk, you got your praise. And I give my formal apology for writing you off. So there you go. My apologies. All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Uh, once again, thank you all for making this your first listen. And thanks to those of you that have sent some kind messages. I was kind of surprised that I got a couple of messages over the past couple of days. Um, I did address this yesterday at the outset. Um, I was pretty much gone for a couple of days. I explained why there was a funeral. Um, yeah, kind of a tough week on my end. But those of you that have sent messages, I really want to thank you and I was kind of surprised by a couple of them but seriously thanks to you guys that sent messages all right it's greatly appreciated all right uh, don't forget to rate comment subscribe you could hear this podcast wherever you find your podcast which is apple Podcasts, google podcast stitcher spotify odyssey or wherever you get your podcast because it is free and available on pretty much all platforms, including the ones I just mentioned. You can email me at lockedonanaheimducks at gmail.com. 
and you could tweet at me. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. That's going to do it for today. Thank you all so very much. It is greatly appreciated. Don't forget, Ducks Hockey on Thursday. Don't forget, tomorrow's episode is a goals episode. It is goals Thursday. So we're going to talk all about the AHL team. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please, please, please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Mm-hmm.